Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole, or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. That's C-O-N-C-E-R-N-I-N-G-H-I-M.com. Last time we saw the Apostle Paul visit the temple in the city of Jerusalem, and he was uh, attacked by the Jews there and uh, arrested by the Romans. And we left Paul being carried away by the Romans up the stairs toward the barracks, and he uh, then wanted to stop and address the crowd. And so we're going to pick up there today at the end of Acts chapter 21 and into Acts 22. I'm going to start reading from Acts 21 and verse 37. As Paul was about to be brought into the barracks, he said to the tribune, May I say something to you? And he said, Do you know Greek? Are, are you not the Egyptian then, who recently stirred up a revolt and led the 4,000 men of the assassins out into the wilderness? Paul replied, I am a Jew from Tarsus in Cilicia, a citizen of no obscure city. I beg you, permit me to speak to the people. And when he had given him permission, Paul, standing on the steps, motioned with his hand to the people. And when there was a great hush, he addressed them in the Hebrew language, saying, Brothers and fathers, hear the defense that I now make before you. And when they heard that he was addressing them in Hebrew, they became even more quiet. And he said, I am a Jew born in Tarsus in Cilicia, but brought up in this city, educated at the feet of Gamaliel, according to the strict manner of the law of our fathers, being zealous for God, as all of you are today. I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering to prison both men and women, as the high priest and the whole council of elders can bear me witness. From them I received letters to the brothers, and I journeyed toward Damascus to take those who were there and bring them in bonds to Jerusalem to be punished. As I was on my way and drew near to Damascus, about noon a great light from heaven suddenly shone around me, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. Now those who were with me saw the light, but did not understand the voice of the one who was speaking to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Rise and go into Damascus, and there you will be told all that is appointed for you to do. And since I could not see because of the brightness of the light, I was led by hand by those who were with me and came into Damascus. And one, Ananias, a devout man according to the law, well spoken of by all the Jews who lived there, came to me and standing by me said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that very hour I received my sight and saw him. And he said, The God of our fathers appointed you to know his will, to see the righteous one, and to hear a voice from his mouth. For you will be a witness for him 
to everyone of what you have seen and heard. And now, why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. When I had returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple, I fell into a trance and saw him saying to me, Make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, because they will not accept your testimony about me. And I said, Lord, they themselves know that in one synagogue after another I imprisoned and beat those who believed in you. And when the blood of Stephen, your witness, and, and was being shed, I myself was standing by and approving and watching over the garments of those who killed him. And he said to me, Go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. So the Roman tribune and his soldiers and centurions are taking Paul into the barracks. The Jews are shouting, away with him, away with him. And as Paul is being taken into the fortress, he turns and speaks to the tribune in Greek, which took the commander off guard. And so the, the commander thinks that Paul is perhaps an Egyptian uh, revolutionary who he had heard of, who had brought 4,000 men of uh, assassins out into the wilderness. Josephus mentions these men who stabbed Roman sympathizers, Roman supporters with daggers in large crowds while they were unexpecting. Paul explains that he's not this individual, but instead was a Jewish citizen of Tarsus in Cilicia, a Roman city, and he asked to speak to the people. The commander agreed, and Paul motioned with his hand to the crowd. There was a great silence, and Paul spoke to them in the Hebrew language. This would have been Aramaic at the time. And his words to the Jews are, Brothers and fathers, hear the defense that I now make before you. And when they hear him addressing them in Hebrew, they became even more quiet. Doubtless, they anticipated that Paul uh, would be an ex-Jew who had Hellenized or turned entirely to Greek practices. And so for them to hear him speaking in Aramaic would have been startling, and they would have wanted to hear what he was saying. Now, Paul begins to share his testimony, his life story, with the Jewish crowd. He begins by talking about his own credentials. He was, in fact, a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia at the southern edge of Asia Minor. He says he was brought up in this very city, the city of Jerusalem, and educated at the feet of Gamaliel, the well-respected rabbi of that day. He was brought up according to the strict manner of the law of their fathers, being zealous for God, he says, as all of you are today, speaking to his audience. Paul was seeking to establish his credentials, but also to identify with his listeners, or rather to have them identify with him. As he had done in the city of Athens in Acts chapter 17, here in chapter 22, Paul seeks common ground with his audience as he begins in verse 3. Paul says in verse 4 that he persecuted this way to the death. Remember, the way was what Christianity was called in the days of the early church. He persecuted the church by binding and delivering to prison both men and women. 
He goes on to say that the high priest and the whole council of elders, the Sanhedrin, could bear witness to that fact. It was from the high priest and from the Sanhedrin that Paul had received letters to order Jews in Damascus to search out uh, followers of Jesus, followers of the way, and to take them back to Jerusalem in chains to be punished. All of these truths would have helped his audience realize that Paul had once been just like them, zealous for the law, highly antagonistic toward followers of Christ. Then in verses 6 through 11, Paul is going to record what changed in his life. He's going to tell them what happened when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. He says, On his way there was a great light at about noon that suddenly shone around him in verse 6. Later on, a few verses later, it talks about how this light was blinding for him. He heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Jesus called him by name out of heaven in verse 7. Paul had answered, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord replied, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. Paul told the crowd that those with him saw the light but did not understand the voice of the one speaking. So likely they're, they're hearing the noise that's going on, but they could not distinguish the words. They couldn't understand what the speaker was saying. This shows the supernatural, revelatory nature of Jesus' appearance to Paul on the road to Damascus in verse 9. Paul asks then what he should do. And the Lord, Jesus, told him to go into the city of Damascus, and there he would be told what was appointed for him to do, in verse 10. And he was led by the hand, because he had been blinded by the brightness of the light. He was taken by hand by his comrades into the city of Damascus. All of this coincides very well, nearly exactly, with what we've seen in chapter 9 of the book of Acts, back at the beginning of our series, uh, when we started off with the conversion of Saul uh, to faith in Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 9 recounts these events uh, very well with what Paul speaks here. In Damascus, there's an individual named Ananias. Paul says, who is called by Paul a devout man according to the law and well spoken of by the Jews there. Ananias came to Paul and says to him, uh, receive your sight. And at that very hour, he could see again. This miraculous intervention, I think, would have served to support the vision that Paul had seen of Jesus and just further solidify in his mind that Jesus really was uh, the Messiah and he had appeared to him. Ananias then tells Paul, the God of our fathers appointed you to know his will, to see the righteous one, and to hear a voice from his mouth. For Paul would be a witness to everyone of what he had seen and heard. 
Paul's vision was to be reported to all. And in the book of Acts alone, we have Paul's testimony given several times in chapters 20 through 28. Ananias then tells Paul to rise and be baptized and wash away his sins, calling on his name. Now, this could be a little confusing. Some could take this, might have taken this to imply that baptism is what washes away sin. But the idea here is not that baptism cleanses Paul from his sins, but that he had already called on the name of the Lord. The tense of the verbs that, that's used here, uh, particularly for calling on his name, uh, tells us that he had already called on the name of the Lord, and now Paul should be baptized as a testimony, as a sign to others. So baptism is always a symbolic act, a sign that accompanies true faith in Jesus Christ, but is a public demonstration. Uh, it's an external symbol or action that demonstrates the internal reality that's already re occurred within someone's heart. Paul then fast forwards in his testimony from Damascus to his return to Jerusalem, which would have actually been some three years later, uh, as we found out in our early part of this series, and a time when he was praying in the temple. While he's praying in the temple, and this is after he's a follower of Christ, remember, he goes into a trance, a, a visionary state, and Christ speaks to him, warning him to get out of Jerusalem quickly because the Jews would not accept his testimony about Jesus. Now, Paul responds to the Lord, and he tells him that the Jews knew about his imprisoning and beating of those who believed in him, his approval of the stoning of Stephen and watching over the garments of those who had killed him in verses 19 and 20 here. But Jesus responds to Paul with the words, go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. Paul's missionary focus was not going to be so much the people of Israel, but more the Gentile world. This was Paul's calling, his mission, given to him directly by Christ in this vision. And we will see next time what the Jews' response was to Paul's message now, as he finishes up with Christ's words uh, that he is to go to the Gentiles, and their reaction to that would be uh, very strong and very dramatic. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu slash partner.